Do you eat at your desk in between Zoom meetings or snack in the car when shuttling the kids to school, sports, or music lessons? Same, Mama. Same. Farmer's Fridge delivers ready-to-eat salads and bowls that make weekday lunch as easy as opening the fridge. Choose your meals, choose your delivery date, and they take care of your lunches for $10 or less. My favorites are the truffle couscous bowl and North Napa salad. My kids enjoy cookie dough bites, which are made of oat flour, cashew butter, maple syrup, Madagascar vanilla, and cacao chips, and the apple cinnamon oats, which are overnight oats steeped in house-made almond milk topped with baked cinnamon spiced apples, toasted pecan granola streusel, and a maple syrup drizzle. And get this, you can simply heat and eat as it comes in a heatable jar. Healthy options without slaving over a hot stove. Mom life is tough, so meals for you and the family shouldn't be. Visit delivery.farmersfridge.com and use my exclusive code MOMSENSE, all one word, to receive $10 off your order. Bon appetit. Hi, it's Kanika, and I'm back with a brand new season of That's Total Mom Sense, where I interview parenting experts, world-renowned thought leaders, best-selling authors, and trailblazing entrepreneurs on their incredible life stories and mom sense experiences. Hi, I'm Gabby Bernstein, and you're listening to me on That's Total Mom Sense. It's me, Bobby Brown, on Total Mom Sense. Can't wait to share my story. Hi, I'm Dr. Lisa, and you're listening to me on That's Total Mom Sense. Pandemic or not, these episodes will inspire you to make every single day count. Episodes release on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Join my tribe and subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. You know, our mission is to make it simple for everyone to eat well. And so our fridges are usually found in places that make it a little bit difficult to eat well, like hospitals and airports. And that is what we did. So we have a whole entire logistics network. We prepare all the food. We deliver overnight to these fridges. And then you have the fridge there during the day. As moms, we often wonder, am I doing enough for my kids? I'm here to tell you, you are super mama. That's because we have an undeniable superpower, our intuition, and it never steers us wrong. I call it our mom sense. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm the host of That's Total Mom Sense. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three, twins plus one. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full. On my podcast, I interview influential moms from various industries and cover topics that all first-time parents grapple with, from getting your baby to sleep to screen time allowance, your new normal in your marriage, and how to dedicate time to yourself. Learn and laugh along with that total mom sense. On average, families have to prepare 21 meals a week. And when you factor in kids' age groups, picky eaters, cuisine preferences, and more, it can be so overwhelming for parents. During the pandemic, Protege.com surveyed 502 parents with children under 18. They found that 52% are spending more on groceries and 41% have stocked up on meal staples that are easy enough for their kids to prepare themselves. Which brings me to today's episode where I'll be interviewing the head of marketing of Farmer's Fridge. 
Farmer's Fridge has set out to remove the roadblocks to eating wholesome, delicious food. Their automated smart fridges put chef-curated meals and snacks in the customer's hands in seconds. And to ensure we're getting the very best, the company is dedicated to packing jars full of quality ingredients and delivering meals fresh to fridges. With over 400 automated smart fridges across Chicago, New York, New Jersey, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and Indianapolis, Farmer's Fridge provides fresh, curated, delicious, and accessible food. They made a huge pivot when the pandemic hit, and now they offer home delivery, which is a big win. Behind the giant shift in all things marketing at Farmer's Fridge is Supermom, Megan Hurley. Megan leads a multifunctional team and drives the company's narrative through a rapidly evolving business model. She previously worked as a senior marketing manager at Trunk Club, leading brand strategy. Earlier in her career, Megan worked in marketing across a number of food and retail companies. She has a diverse food category background, including retail, CPG, and wholesale, with a specific focus on premium brands, including Whole Foods Market. Within those roles, Megan developed extensive knowledge in brand strategy, market expansion, and product development and innovation. She graduated from the University of Illinois and earned her MBA from Loyola University. She's based in Chicago with her husband and their two kids, Wilder and Lincoln. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, you know, as us foodies say, let's dig in. <laughs> let's start with um, with your background, which um, I just find to be very fascinating because you initially went to school to become a pilot. Yes, I did. Um, and I really have no idea why. I'm a curious person. And flying was one of those things where it just looked super cool and interesting. And so I, when I looked at schools, um, and I told my parents very confidently, like, I'm going to go be a pilot. They were like, she seems like she has this figured out. So she's going to go be a pilot. So I looked at schools. I had a business school and um, a pilot uh, program. And so I was looking at Purdue and ended up at Illinois. For my first two years there, I earned my pilot's license. I would fly up to Chicago at the time we had an airport in the city. And I would meet my dad and he would take me to Pop Ellie's and I'd get a turkey sandwich. And then I'd fly back home. And it was like, sounds so bougie, but it was so boring. I would just count the farms. It's very flat here. So from Urbana to Chicago, so boring. Then I would eat a fantastic sandwich and fly home (laughs) um, and realize that, you know, maybe the black and white world of being a pilot where you're just planning really every single day, you're following checklists in hopes that nothing bad happens. It was probably too structured for someone like me. Wow. So then what made you just have a change of heart and go into marketing then? I really like advertising and I really like the more nuanced side of human connection and emotion. And so I would say my personality is controlling and planned and I like things organized. And so I am drawn to very structured roles, but I love problem solving and I love hearing human stories and I love laughing and crying and all the roller coasters of emotions. And so I found myself actually drawn to my advertising classes. I was obsessed with this um, East Asian mythology. I just realized that I needed to be somewhere else, somewhere that was more connected with humans. Wow, that's really incredible. So um, what are some of the career milestones that you could share with us from, you know, Trunk Club to, you know, what you're doing now? 
so I went to school to be a pilot, came out with a degree in advertising, and I actually went into fine art insurance, mm-hmm. um, which was so cool because I got to see some really awesome art collections and some really fancy stuff. But it was insurance, and it was so boring. And I had to read lots and lots of documents that those poor people that paid me to do their insurance, because I f- swear my brain couldn't, couldn't process. It was just so boring. Um, and so that's when I, again, realized that maybe that structure and that really clear framework of a job wasn't for me. And so I ended up going to work in operations for Starbucks and kind of quit the very corporate you know, ladder that I was on and went to go be an assistant manager. And I just learned an immense amount about human behavior and human decisions and, and about operations in general, which has allowed me to connect with my peers in every job since then. And so that was a big moment for me. But again, operations is still very structured. It's you're making sure the alarms are set and the milk delivery is going on. And so I had the opportunity to go work for Whole Foods Market. It was big, but it was rapidly growing in the Midwest. And so going there, I got to kind of do whatever we thought was the right thing to do by the brand Mm -hmm. um, and was able to do some amazing things. We worked on bringing, you know, vegan and vegetarian options to concerts like Lollapalooza and Pitchfork. And we got written up in Rolling Stone, which was so cool. I'm not a music person, but I was like, I know this is cool. It was things like that where I got to see how something that felt like a gut check to me, but was really based in fact and experience, came to life in this really great way. So Whole Foods really allowed me to understand the consumer and build a program that grew that brand. And so then I was there for, for six years before I went back into very, very corporate culture again my whole thing where I was like attracted, I needed some structure and found myself just not happy, but also very, very pregnant. So then you're in this really weird space, which I know all parents have had this thing where you're like, what is the right career move for this now growing family that I have? Um, And I was commuting to the suburbs, a very stable job. And then I had Lincoln and I was like, I hate this. And so I ended up taking a job with Pete's Coffee that actually I needed to travel for. So that was a huge moment for me where I have this infant at home. I feel like all the moms are talking about how can I put my child in daycare? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm putting my child in daycare and I'm getting on a plane and coming to California, you know, yeah. once a month. Um, and so it was this moment where I realized I learned a lot about everybody in my family, myself, my husband, and my, my children all kind of signing up for what is really healthy for us as humans and individuals. And then collectively that makes us really good as a unit versus kind of where I was, where I was like, I'm unhappy commuting in the suburbs. This kid's like, why are you always unhappy? I mean, he's not saying that he's like three (laughs) months old, but you know, they feel those vibes. And so I made the decision to go to Pete's and got to do some really cool stuff, expand their brand to the East coast, was able to go to DC a lot. I was we were sponsors of the Easter egg roll at the White House, which was... Oh my such, gosh, I used to go to that. Oh, it was so amazing. I got to take oh, my wow. son to the last... Um, it was the Obama White House, but it was like the yes. last year. And um, he... Barack Obama comes out and he's next to an Easter bunny. And my kid is so afraid of mascots. Uh-huh. And he just starts screaming, Obama, mama, Obama, mama, there's a bunny. <laughs> and all these people are like... Oh my, my filming of the president because you know no, I just got the yeah yeah but how cute is that with a oh, kid saying yeah. that oh it was my cute gosh. but you heard like we were filming and you hear my embarrassment my husband and we're like Shh, Lincoln um, <sighs> it's a great moment and it was so cool to watch my career kind of allow me to have these insane um, memories for yes. myself and my family 
And so then after that, really went on to Trunk Club, as you mentioned, a local Chicago startup, but, you know, hit it big with Nordstrom. And at that time, I just had my second kid. Okay. So I'm going into fashion with a postpartum situation of a body. And also I've worked from home for four years, basically worked from home and traveled with Pete's. Mm -hmm. And so Trunk Club, it was a moment where I feel like I gained a lot of confidence in who I was. And I don't know if that was my age or having two kids or just kind of being in the space that I was in, but it was the first time where I was just like, I took up the space that I needed as a parent. um, And as a, you know, I didn't ask for permission when I needed to take time off for my kids I felt confident in my skills as a marketer. And that really happened at Trunk Club, which was a huge moment for me. And I'm like, I'm needed. And it felt good by these companies. And so was there for almost two years and then have been at Farmer's Fridge ever since. Wow. Now tell us about what it's like at Farmer's Fridge. I had always paid attention to Farmer's Fridge just being in the food world in Chicago. They had solved major moments for me at Trunk Club where I was a nursing parent and I'm starving (laughs) and I'm hungry and starving, hungry, starving all the time. And there was Farmer's Fridge every single day. So I was already kind of a huge fan and then saw that they were building their, their marketing team. And kind of was shocked that they didn't, that there wasn't somebody in this role already. Um, And so I had reached out, I had known a couple of people here and reached out and started last fall and it's just been a complete roller coaster of a job. I, I came in as a leader of brand and really have built out a full marketing team since then. And then halfway through my tenure here, the pandemic hit and we built an entire new channel of business. Wow. So. Could you break down the business model for us yep. where there are the fridges and now you've pivoted, but let's start from the beginning. Yeah. As you mentioned, we have fridges in a bunch of different cities in the Midwest and Northeast. You know, our mission is to make it simple for everyone to eat well. And so our fridges are usually found in places that make it a little bit difficult to eat well, like hospitals and airports. And that is what we did. So we have a whole entire logistics network. We prepare all the food. We deliver overnight to these fridges. And then you have the fridge there during the day. And what happened is once the pandemic hit, we lost about 70 to 80% of our business. And it start, mm. first started because we're on the East Coast. You guys, it was impacted there first and we saw it happening. And then the wave kind of hit the Midwest. Um, and so we had this logistics network, but then no customers. And really then, you know, realizing as we were all at home, our customers were just at home. And so could we use our you know current production and delivery and just make everybody, you know, work during the day instead And so launched an at-home delivery service to really help stock people's fridges. Started first in Chicago. We launched it within two weeks of the the shutdown. So once we were at home, which was that Friday the 13th, I still can't believe that was the day we were all Mm. like stuck as, you know, this is now where you're all staying at home. And so we launched it, you know, in March in Chicago first and then expanded um, into our other cities and are now in the Midwest and Northeast and have now three channels, which is the fridge, then delivery. And now we also have a wholesale channel, which we just recently launched due to businesses really wanting the product. So that first came with the University of Wisconsin-Madison, wanted to figure out salad bars at their schools. Yes. Um, And nobody wants communal salad bars. So we worked with them on delivering um, our salads and have really actually expanded that channel into a couple different other partners as well. That's brilliant. Are there kitchens that are preparing this 
fresh and then delivering to the homes and, and the wholesalers and yeah. you know, and the fridges. I guess, how many kitchens are there in the country? I'm curious. We just, we just have one kitchen um, and then we okay. ship overnight. Um, okay. Yeah, with intention to expand, but we just launched in the Northeast. Well, now it's been a year to test out the market. And so far it's going well. So hoping to expand our kitchens, but right now it's, our facility is in Chicago and we make mm-hmm. all of our food out of that. Okay. And so when you're doing the home deliveries, you, know, you keep it fresh, you know, through, I guess it's like ice packs and dry ice and that kind of thing, or? Well, we actually deliver, our drivers deliver it. So, right. you know, when you get uh, other meal programs and shipped overnight and it's in a box, so we're delivering it and you, now it's a little more automated, but before we were like, Hey, it's Megan. I have your food downstairs. I'm going to leave it and walk away and see if you come get it. Like it was super creepy but because it was, you know, it's the time of six feet and and no human contact. So um, since then it's, it's a lot more automated, but we have our drivers. So it's, it's cold chain across from when it's prepared, our facilities freezing so that everything is prepared at a certain temp and then packed, put in our refrigerated trucks and then ship to people's home or deliver to your home. Let's talk about the food offerings uh, because there's a variety there from salads to wraps to bowls. So we started with salads and we have some fantastic salads. I just had a harvest salad for lunch, which is back on our menu. Thank goodness. Seasonal Seasonals are great, except they're also sad when they leave. Yeah. Um, so we started with salads and we have a, you know about eight to 10 salads on our delivery site, about five within our fridges. From there, we expanded into bowls. So those are, especially for... I feel like colder regions, we in January aren't super psyched to eat salads, um, but still want something healthy. And so we definitely see our bowls good all year round, but our burrito bowl and our falafel bowl really performing well during the colder months because you can heat it up. And then we have snacks. We just launched these cookie dough bites. They are so, well, not just, I think I'm just still addicted to them, Um, but they are so good. And it made me the coolest mom because I gave my son's little pod, his home pod teaching group. They all got cookie dough bites, but they were healthy. So like the parents were like, you're okay. And the kids were like, you are so cool. We got little jars of cookie <laughs> dough bites. So that was a win. But so we have snacks and then wraps. And we just recently launched a plates category. So these are heartier meals. We were getting a lot of feedback from consumers that they just wanted something a little bit heartier and something that they can warm up, uh, which is so Midwest. I feel like everybody in my family would say that something. Yeah hot with cheese. Um, right. <laughs> and so I, so we just launched a plates category. We have seen some great success with that. We have, um, there's a French braised chicken option, which mm. my husband eats a lot of. Um, there's a falafel plate and a, a buffalo mac and cheese, which is the perfect buffalo mac and cheese reminds me of something that you want when you're like hungover, but now like you're not really hungover because you're not going out. You're just like hungover from life. So it's like, right. offers, like all the happiness, goodness that you need in a, in a meal. So comfort food. Yes. yes. Yeah. I totally agree. Cause there's, you know, all the, the healthy ingredients in there. Can you talk about that? Whether it's like chia or flax or, you know, what's yeah. some of the, um, the superfoods that are the superfoods are fruits and veggies. And so everything that we have at least has one serving of fruits and vegetables mm. in it. Um, so when the, like the buffalo mac and cheese, there's, and I feel like this is such a parent hack, there's broccoli hidden in there. So you're eating a pasta and it tastes hearty and, and delicious and there's chicken in it and it's a little spicy, but you're getting a, a full serving of vegetables with the broccoli. We do use um, other things as you were saying, a lot of different grains, but really it's the fruit and vegetables that I think is what's so great and sets us apart. Yes. So true. Are there any 
mom hacks that you've kind of come up with? So mom hacks. So I have this one that I actually have just recently like kind of revisited. So when I was nursing, being up with babies is the original doom scroll, like how we're all doom scrolling now. Like every parent that's up at 1am knows to doom scroll. Like that's all you do on your phone. And so at the time I started, I got a Kindle and I'm obsessed with my Kindle. And so I would read it and then my babies would sleep or fall asleep or whatever. So now my kids, I, especially when they're at home, I don't think they were getting on a lot of their energy and going to bed was just horrible. Um, It was Mm -hmm. like our, but our night times were just so long. And then I would get mad and they would get mad and we're all crying. Um, And so what I've started to do is take my Kindle to bed. And so I'll put Wilder to sleep or Lincoln to sleep and I'll just read whatever I'm reading out loud to them in a very like poetic and monotone. Oh, cool. So I'm reading my books that they're like, this is great. Mom's reading her books to us. They pass out because they don't care about, you know, what I'm reading about. They just want your voice. Yeah. Right. And then I use the time to read my books and I don't fall asleep, which all of us have done before, you know, where you fall asleep with your kid and you wake up at 10 and you're like, what just happened? And so it's actually been so great because I'm like plowing through my list and also the Kindle's not bright and then they, they fall asleep and we're all using the time efficiently. Yeah. Wow. Do you have any advice for parents, especially, you know, as we're navigating these uncertain times and continuing to just forge ahead? Yeah. Um, what I tell myself, I think almost daily is like, calm down. And that tone is probably not the advice I would give other people. It didn't sound right, but it honestly, like, just calm down. The kids are all right. They're going to be fine. I remember when I was so stressed about Lincoln starting kindergarten and my mom was like, you know, kindergarten was half day for you. You got on a bus, you went somewhere, you drank some milk and you came home. Like that's what kindergarten was. And now kindergarten's like so much more complicated than that. Yeah. I was like, you're right. And I turned out okay. So I need to just calm down. And that I think is my daily, like I repeat it to myself every day as I get yes. very, I can be very high strong. So yeah, no, that's really, really good advice. Um, yeah. I, and I relate to you. I feel like for the person who is, type A and is reading into every little thing, you can't now, it will burn you out. (laughs) So yeah, we just can't. And then when you, when you have like a mantra to say, just check in, calm down, you can do wonders. Um, Okay. I always ask these last set of questions um, to my guests. So one is um, a mom sense moment that you've had. So I've already talked a little bit about sleeping, but it's sleeping. I feel like with Lincoln, I read all of the things about sleeping and would sit up in the middle of the night straight up and like hold him like a perfect angel baby and watch him sleep. Um, and it was so unhealthy. I really like my sleep. My husband likes this. <laughs> we are a sleeping family by far. Right. Um, and so I would read all of the things about all the ways to get your kid to sleep. And in the end, most times they just want to be in your bed there was a moment when I realized like prioritizing sleeping was more important than prioritizing the rules around sleeping. And so once in a while, and this happened last night, it doesn't happen all the time. One kid goes into my bed with my husband quasi. And then I stay in the kid's bedroom. My little one just kept crying. I don't know. He said there were witches in the bathroom. I really don't know what was going on, (laughs) but instead of sitting there saying like, you're going to be okay. And then leaving, if one of us sleeps there and then the other kid goes in the other room, we actually all sleep. And there is not a book that's going to tell you that they're going to, you know, all the books tell you so many different rules around sleeping, but in the end, the goal is sleep and a kid yeah. needs sleep and you need yeah. sleep. And so once I realized to prioritize that, I feel like I've never looked back and never felt guilty about however we figure out 
to get everybody to have a good night's sleep. So great. Let's not forget our quote of the day. Okay, so what about a quote that you live by? I'm slightly obsessed with Ben Franklin, and I actually had to look up the quote because I was like, I forget what it is, but it's like basically teach a man to fish type of thing. So Mm -hmm. it's tell me and I forget, teach me and I remember, involve me and I learn. And I'm obsessed with that as somebody who needs, um, I very physically need to experience whatever I'm learning to be able to play it back. So I can watch someone present and it just does not take... I remember reading it and thinking, oh, this is okay because Ben Franklin said it. He's super smart. (laughs) And it was like the first way I could excuse that I couldn't just have someone talking to me and absorb what they were saying. And so I really try to make sure that what I do to learn something that I immerse myself in it, but also for my kids that like, it's okay if they need to move. It's okay if they need to like draw something out and try to figure out ways to really learn a topic. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. That's so great. It's now time for Mom Hall, when we share products we love. So is there a product or, you know, brand or app or really anything under the sun that you are loving right now? I really drink a lot of water. And being at home, I I feel like I didn't have access to my cold water daily. Mm-hmm. And so, and I drink out of a lot of diff- swell water bottles, basically the, mm-hmm. the small ones, um, we keep them stocked in our fridge. And so I found the um, swell shaped ice cubes trays um, and I'm obsessed. I have four in my fridge um, and I can put them in my water bottles and the kids' water bottles and everything is cold. And especially when we are going, you know, places during the summer, it brings me joy every day. I've had them since I found them in, I think, May. And every day I'm just like, I am so thankful for you, ice cube tray. You make me so happy and bring me cold water in a way that nothing else in my home does. Right. That's so awesome. Oh, I love it. Where can, you know, my listeners and followers find you? Check us out on farmersfridge.com. We're also pretty active on Instagram. And then I would say I'm pretty active on Instagram. If you want to see the cute kids I was talking about, Hurley Code on Instagram, you'll see all about the fun scissor stories. um, Yeah. (laughs) Sweet. Oh, this was awesome, Megan. You were a delight. Thank Um, you. Thank you so much for sharing your story and allowing us to to learn more about Farmer's Fridge because you and the brand are just helping simplify our lives. It's the little things. And like how I opened with the show, you know, we have that many meals and snacks to worry about. It's impossible. Yeah, it's it's really, we're so inundated right now. Um, And you're really doing us a solid uh, with, <laughs> with yeah, your prepackaged meals. So thank you. Thank you. That, I, I agree. I was just like, I, I need to eat. Someone needs to solve this. And the Quaker granola bars only go so far. Didn't you enjoy my chat with Megan Hurley? She's wonderful. Farmer's Fridge recently started shipping product across the Midwest and East Coast, which means now you get their fresh, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. They also recently launched in a number of retail locations, including select Target and Gristetti's stores. Use my exclusive code MOMSENSE, all one word, M-O-M-S-E-N-S-E, for $10 off your first delivery order at FarmersFridge.com. That's F-A-R-M-E-R-S. 
F-R-I-D-G-E.com. And this is valid through June, 2021. Enjoy your home delivery. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Be sure to follow Farmer's Fridge on Instagram at Farmer's Fridge and my handle at Kanika Chada Gupta, where I post updates about my incredible guests and brands. And if you'd like to pitch a show, write to me at thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com. I also post show notes on my website, thatstotalmomsense.com. Write to me at thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com. I love hearing from you, and I really, really appreciate your support and your feedback. Remember, always trust your mom sense. Stay strong, super mamas. See you next time. Total mom sense.